Section 10 of Lasers. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Johnny Wong. Lasers by Hal Hellman. Communications and a laser in your future? Communications. Future deep space missions are expected to require extremely high data transmission rates on the order of a million bits per second to relay the huge quantities of scientific and engineering information gathered by the spacecraft. Higher data rates are necessary to increase both the total capacity and the speed of transmission. By comparison, the Mariner 4 spacecraft that sent back TV pictures of Mars had a data rate of only 8 bits per second, a 100,000 times too small for future missions. The use of lasers would mean that results could be transmitted to Earth in seconds instead of the 8 hours it took for the photos to be sent from Mariner 4. One of the problems to be solved in using lasers for deep space communication, oddly enough, is that of pointing accuracy. Since the beam of laser energy is narrow, it would be possible for the radiation to miss the Earth altogether and be lost entirely unless the laser were pointed at the receiver with extreme precision. Aiming a gun at a target 50 yards away is one thing. Aiming a laser from an unmanned spacecraft 100 million miles away is quite another. It is believed, however, that present techniques can cope with the problem. Another peculiarity of laser communication is that it will probably be accomplished faster and more readily in space than here on Earth. Powerful though laser light may be, it is light and is therefore impeded to some extent by our atmosphere, even under good conditions. Data transmissions of 20 and 30 miles have already been accomplished in good weather with lasers. But if you have ever tried to force a searchlight beam or shine automobile headlights through heavy fog, rain, or snow, you will appreciate the magnitude of the problem under these conditions. The use of infrared frequencies helps to some extent, since infrared is somewhat more penetrating, but the poor weather problem is a serious one. A possible solution is the use of light pipes similar to the waveguides already in use for certain microwave applications over short distances. But, as often happens, new developments create new needs. How, for example, can we get the laser beam to stay centered in the pipe and follow curves? A series of closely spaced lenses, about 1,000 per mile, probably would accomplish this but too much light would be lost by scattering from the many lens surfaces. Scientists are experimenting with a new kind of lens, one that uses variations in the density of gases to focus and guide the beam automatically. Since there are no surfaces in the path of the light beam, and since the gas is transparent and free of turbulence, the laser beam is not appreciably weakened or scattered as it travels through the pipe. In communication between distant space and Earth, a light pipe might be a little cumbersome. Hence, it may prove necessary 
to set up an intermediate orbiting relay station that will, particularly in cases of poor weather, intercept the incoming laser beam and convert it to radio frequencies that can penetrate our atmosphere with greater reliability. Powering spaceborne lasers will, of course, be a problem. Indeed, one of the major unsolved problems in production of spacecraft and long-term satellites is the provision of an adequate supply of power. Fuel cells and solar cells have helped, but do not give the whole answer. One other approach has already been developed, a sun-pumped laser. Sunlight focused onto the side of the laser provides the pumping power, enabling the device to put out one watt of continuous infrared radiation, enough for special space applications. Descendants of this device could produce visible light if this is deemed desirable. Another approach, using chemical lasers, is even more intriguing and may have greater consequences. Chemical lasers will derive their energy from their internal chemistry rather than from the outside. A mixture of two chemicals may be all that is needed to initiate laser action aboard a spacecraft or satellite. Chemical lasers also offer the promise of even greater concentrations of power than have been achieved heretofore, which may make them useful in plasma research. With all these possibilities, it may still be that spacecraft will need more power than is available on board. The narrow beam of the laser offers one more fascinating possibility, especially in the case of satellites relatively near Earth. The light of a laser might actually be used to beam energy to a receiver, either for immediate use or storage. It would then become possible to refuel satellites at will, giving them much greater capabilities. If available laser power is great enough, laser beams might even be used to push satellites back into their proper orbits when they begin to wander off course, as they almost invariably do after a while. A laser in your future? Atomic energy only a scientific dream a few short years ago, is now providing needed power in many parts of the world. In the same way, the laser, also an atomic phenomenon, has made its way out of the laboratory and into the fields of medicine, commerce, and industry. If it hasn't touched your life as yet, you need only be patient. It will. Indeed, the most exciting probability of all is that lasers undoubtedly will change our lives in ways we cannot even conceive of now. End of section 10, read by Johnny Wong, San Bruno, California, September 7, 2021. End of Lasers by Hal Hellman.